great. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing since our last meeting about Taoist sexuality, Alexei? Well, uh, I'm doing quite well, actually. I'm not uh, doing with this anything. <laughs> and how do you think uh, people from Russia received well, actually, our podcast? Well, actually, I've been receiving quite a number of uh, feedbacks, like, wow, how interesting it is. But mainly these feedbacks were from women. Uh, they And I've been receiving the... Uh, other questions like, could you please uh, elaborate more, explain more on uh, female sexuality? I wonder how uh, we, uh, you are able to talk about female sexuality. <laughs> of course, this is, this is the best for Taoism. And, and it, it seems like a, a worldwide thing that um, women are readily more interested in those subjects than men and that's a thing to research in each culture what are the the forces behind that but it's not usual for men to answer to those um, callings for this kind of knowledge so yes we talking about women today also mm -hmm. but we have some uh, unfinished business with the men right yeah actually um, it was quite uh, it, in, in the last talk it sounded like a kind of a teaser like uh, you mentioned that uh, there is some uh, built in uh, into male bodies some built-in trauma which uh, forces men to uh, it, it it kind of to what to to, to experience that uh, their sexual life is not compatible with spirituality or something like this could you please explain this subject a little bit more mm -hmm. yes so okay uh i believe that the the i used the word trauma in two different contexts and one of them is not exactly a trauma so uh, the fact that men experience uh, the sexual encounter as something opposite to spirituality it's not exactly a trauma it's it's how the male energy is built in a male body uh, the other thing is a trauma that gave birth to what we could, could call the patriarchal systems or the patriarchal age and that that can be a trauma mm -hmm. And that is a kind of, uh, that is a story. I mean, we have um, aspects of matriarchal societies still living today in some parts of China, 
like uh, in the province of Yunnan, you still have uh, those things running. And you have um, whole societies in Europe, like the Minoan society in Crete, Greece, and that 5,000 before Christ were probably um, ruled by what you call the female law. That's a very interesting uh, work on that. It's by J.J. Barshofen. Uh, it's called uh, Das Mutterrecht. It's, um, it's about law and living in matriarchal societies. So uh, the point is, men are clear, clearly in a kind of corner today in relationship with his own young or male virtues. And this is kind happening in after 2000, 3000, 4000 years of uh, patriarchy, patriarchal societies. And this is the issue of the trauma, and this I've learned a lot when I joined uh, this sexual lineage of Taoists that are based on the yin or the female or the matriarchal values, okay? I, I didn't start my sexual training and teaching with that. So that was a turning point. And this turning point is what makes very clear and visible uh, this kind of trauma that can be seen as a kind of overreaction that led to a relationship of domination between men and women, I mean, in the collective uh, dimension of societies and culture. And so the other thing is the experience of the loss of energy by the male body. And that is, it's, it belongs to the system. It's not a trauma. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that was the, the yeah, the, the point that maybe remained a little bit unclear that because some people are asking questions like, what kind of trauma is this? Which, yeah. No, no, it's clear. Yes, the, the, this uh, um, this set of patriarchal values and things like this, uh, which are being transmitted through culture and so on, this is clearly based on uh, trauma. Yes, this this regarding women and so on. This is the traumatized uh, psychology and behavior. That's clear. Uh, but this uh, mm, but this fact that uh, male body is mm, set up in such a way that uh, uh, sexual activity takes a little bit, takes away the ability to uh, be more spiritual. This is by design, not because of any trauma. <laughs> exactly. But that's exactly. quite unfair design, isn't it? <laughs> no, I don't believe that. 
I I believe uh, both Yin and Yang have their their own um, uh, powers and weakness. Mm. And if we are looking straight to man weakness, you could see some unfairness, but I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for that, you have to study the, the whole picture of men and women. And so let's just get back a few minutes to the trauma. It's just a story for for you to think. I, I don't remember if it is in the last podcast. But there were those meetings of uh, Taoist students, uh, those meetings of Taoist stu- students in one class of mine, and one of them was a psychoanalyst, and he said, "Well, I don't know what happened in matriarchal times that provoked in men such a reaction." for the birth of the patriarchal societies. And then he continued, but it should have been something quite uh, strong Mm -hmm. because the reaction was quite strong. So this trauma is something that is worked, it has to be worked on. But this is not uh, for beginners uh, i mean the real work is not in the beginning of any system this mm-hmm. is so deep yeah. okay you ha- you have to experience uh, a lot of other things before that so now let's get back to the male problem <laughs> this one that you call the unfair male problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, did we speak about the, the, the snake and those uh, biological evidences for the, the cost of the production of sperm? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, we had this story, yes, that snakes, they uh, spend much more uh, fat, uh, much more energy when they start to generate sperm rather than when they start the, their activity. Right. So, um let's continue from here so the first point is that uh, um, we don't have a medical system or um, a medical knowledge that acknowledges this kind of thing but all the ancient medical systems uh, not only acknowledges but uh, have therapy systems on that if you take the the indian ayurvedic the formation of uh, the sperm is is like the pinnacle of a pyramid that takes all all the nutrients from the other tissues to build. Okay, mm-hmm. if you go to Chinese medicine, it's the same. So all ancient cultures uh, had in their medical systems this vision of nature. And what we have as a male culture in in the West, I, I mean, in, I believe since modern times or the liberation of sexuality is something like 
Well, sperm is uh, some millions of cells that will uh, be rebuilt again in in, few, in a few days. Okay, mm -hmm. so we don't have a look for what we can call a system of uh, sexual energy economy or economy of sexual energy. And here we should. Um, this is the starting point for for all teachings on Taoist sexuality. If you don't look for the economy of sexual energy, you don't have a starting point. Mm -hmm. And and the issue is that the economy works different for men and women mm -hmm. because their main um, way of spending sexual energy is different. Mm -hmm. Um, and now uh, we should open another point that is this word economy of sexual energy not exactly that um, is used in some therapy system especially the, the Reichian system uh, from uh, Wilhelm Reich the Austrian uh, psychoanalyst that was in that European movement in the beginning of the 20th century. Um, so he made a lot of research on, on human sexuality and built a, a whole therapy system on that. And he always talks about this idea of economy, but it's different. So the Russian economy is the economy of pleasure. Okay, so he, he speaks about uh, how the inability to feel or to experience a sexual pleasure is at the birth of neurosis. This is not what the Taoist calls the sexual energy or the jing. Uh -huh. But yes, the... The ability to experience pleasure is one of uh, the outputs of the jing. If you don't have a jing, you cannot feel pleasure. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. But you can have jing and not feel pleasure anyway. And that second uh, possibility is the Russian possibility. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. so, so, so. Is that you, is that you are somehow blocked to 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 the pleasure of sexual energy? Uh huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So let's get back now to the Taoist problem. Mm -hmm. So the Taoist problem is starts from a different point of all of those other sexual systems. May it may be the Russian one or the tantric that's the most famous because I don't know how how it is in Russia, but um, in the counter countercultural movement um, since the nineteen seventies, we had those uh, countercultural gurus like uh, Bhagwan Rajneesh and and mm -hmm. the revival of the tantrics and things like that. So. 
that that is to say that they they are the most uh, spread and most famous let's say systems of trying to match again spirituality and and sexuality right mm -hmm. and they don't have this concept of economy of sexual energy they all start to from the point of view that sexual energy is there and it is blocked and we should unblock it and you should unblock it yeah that's a reasonable message <sighs> yes <laughs> uh, not for the Taoists. <laughs> we, we haven't any uh, reason to believe that sexual energy is there anyway. <laughs> okay. Ah. Okay. <laughs> so it's not. For, I mean, so, so sexual energy is not for granted. It's not free like uh, yeah, like air. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's the point. Uh, the jing or the, the what we translate as sexual energy is is a kind of creative energy that has a lot of functions. So the sexual function is one of these many functions. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you may be in a kind of a state of unhealth that you consume uh, uh, the few sexual energy or, or the few jing that you have to another functions, and there is nothing left to sexuality. Uh -huh. So there's there's nothing to unblock, <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in, in the in the in the view of the Taoists is is the famous and and old uh, imagery of a river and of water. If you don't have water in the river, what's the use of uh, taking earth out of the river? There is no water to run there's nothing to unblock <laughs> the past okay uh -huh, uh -huh. so this is the start the starting point um no other culture than Taoism works from the beginning with uh, the concept of the economy of sexual energy mm -hmm. and has a brilliant uh point of view of how about sexual energy transforms itself in so many other forms and functions in the body and in the mind. So this is why the Jing is called really the root of life. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, th that's clear that as long as a Jing, uh, what we call a sexual energy is actually not specifically sexual energy, it's just the life energy, root of life energy that can fuel all that is fueling all activities of uh, of a human exactly but if we don't make it clear that the human sexual functions is one of the most direct expression of this this jing you are going to be running away from a very important point that is a point that we may come back f to the the question of the the obsessive paradox in the last podcast right mm -hmm. so you may accept that uh, spiritual and medical systems may give attention and work to how you eat you may uh, accept that uh, spiritual and medical systems may educate you on how you sleep 
but you cannot accept that they may educate you on how you make sex. <laughs> mm -hmm. So why sleeping and eating is different? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We all should deal with uh, those three main uh, human impulses. So two of them you can talk about, educate and create knowledge. The other, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So if we just translate Jing as something um, that takes the sexual dimension out, we also lose power on on this education. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because it wants to express itself sexually. Yeah, so, so this attempt to uh, call, uh, to translate Jing as just life force, life power, uh, it, it has a kind of this notion of being shy to call it sexual energy. Exactly. And at the same time, if you just say it's sexual for the Western mind, people really cannot see all the connections and all the transmutations that comes from the sexual energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's get back now to the... <clears throat> yeah. Uh, to the economy point and the male problem. And we should uh, talk about the female's uh, energy in this podcast, otherwise our public will not like, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So the main problem is that, uh, making short, if the body has special places that holds the sexual energy, and those places are the, those places are the same for women and men, except in sperm and the equivalent of sperm in women. Okay, if we look at the bone marrow, if we look at the kidneys, if we look at the hair of the head only, we are talking of direct expressions in the tissue of the jing, mm -hmm. what we call in Chinese medicine the, the, the resonance field of water. Mm -hmm. or the, the sphere of influence of water. And so the question is, it takes a lot of energy to build the sperm. And uh, the sexual act that is the normal sexual act for men will end in an ejaculation because that is another uh, obsessive behavior that's deeply implanted in uh, male minds is that sexual meetings end in ejaculation. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of reasons for that. And so the issue is that um, if we take into an accountability of what creates jing that passes through good sleep, good eating, eating things that have jing and having the ability to digest those things that's not easy 
to absorb those things and have all the machinery of the body to create the sperm. I mean, the way you spend it is so much more fast than the way you build it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that is the, the real root of, uh, of this unbalance in, in this, what we call the sexual economy. So that led um, the ancients to create those kind of tables for uh, regulating uh, the ejaculatory frequency of men. And what is the point with spirituality? The point is that um, that very basic knowledge uh, of the Taoist about the transmutation, the transmutation of Jing to Qi and Qi to Shen, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, if we can rogely translate those things as the transmutation of sexual energy to life energy, that would be Jing to Qi and then of life energy to consciousness, mm -hmm. that would be jing to, uh, qi to shen, uh, qi hua shen, right, in, in Chinese, and then that would be what we call uh, spirituality. It's creating consciousness or expanding consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. So the Taoists from the beginning, they say uh, uh, those three treasures, they are always trans transmuting themselves into one another. Mm -hmm. So that's a difference from the Taoist tradition also, is that the way is not only from Jing to Shen, but also from Shen to Jing. Uh -huh. uh, and the question is that as soon as um, a man loses the positive balance of sexual economy, he will not have what to transmute into Qi or Shen. Mm -hmm. So the, the, expansion is, the, the expansion of consciousness will be, um, will not have fuel for that. Yeah, that is, really for me, it is a kind of a very important speciality as in Taoism that uh, uh, Taoists think that um, uh, spirit is not something which you just have and that spirit is produced, <laughs> that you can produce exactly. spirit, yeah, and uh, this mm -hmm. this production of spirit is yes, uh, also, also based on this uh, jing, yes, sexual energy, which first transmutates to qi, which we normally call as qi, which flows, which uh, are using these uh, kung fu fighters, yes, to <laughs> kill the enemy. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then this qi is being transmuted uh, to shen, which is spirit, yeah. And yeah, that's clear that if you have not enough fuel down there, then you won't have enough uh, flower upwards. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly the point, and that's the point of the Taoists. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why they call the three treasures you have to accumulate the three of them, right? 
but um, but wait, um, if we're talking about this economy, yes, then yes, that's clear that it should be a kind of balanced uh, incomes uh, outcomes. Uh, I mean that uh, it's not only about uh, spare less, spend less. No, but it's also yeah. about acquiring more, yes, and collecting more. Exactly, but it's asymmetric. Mm -hmm. I mean, you spend so much fast than you produce. So it, 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 I, I would talk another way that the English was not good. Um, you spend much faster than you produce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not symmetric the the production and the spending for the mayo. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge problem. You may imagine that in every sexual act for the the average uh, man, he will spend a lot of jing that on the other point of production mostly don't have how to replace mm -hmm. due to uh, not having deep sleep due to not having uh, good food and things like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is this is, as we said, it's not a trauma. It's just it, you have to understand how the machinery works. So the point is the experience of losing jing. through in the sexual act it's what implanted some let's say resistance or negative views on the sexual act for the men who are looking for spirit mm -hmm. okay that that is in the all the origin of um the idea of something like um I'm I'm looking for the word when you have some priests that they don't make sex they are celibate Monks? celibate yes uh -huh. celibates yes so uh, the idea of a, of a celibate as a necessary path for a spirit mm -hmm. I mean this is a crazy idea if you take how people transformed into it and this is a crazy idea that only men could have created based on the misunderstanding of this point that the Taoists call so much attention for that mm -hmm. I mean true celibate is being able to guard to store Jing it has nothing to do if you have sex or not uh-huh uh -huh. Because um, you may have sex and not spend any jing, you may have sex and multiply your jing, and you may not have sex and spend a lot of jing. Uh -huh. You may have uh, 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 night pollutions. You may have um, uh, spending jings on 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 the transmutation to psychic problems and psychic images. You can have a lot of ways of losing jing. Mm -hmm. and not making sex okay mm -hmm. so this thing that we call uh, in the western religions uh, celibate is, is just craziness mm -hmm. 
it sim simply just doesn't understand the point. Yeah. Okay, even if you take the uh, the root of the words, uh, the etymology of the words in Sanskrit, like uh, the, the, the equivalent would be like the brahmacharya, that's uh, uh, Aryan roots for, for words. Uh, uh, Brahman would mean creative energy and acharya to preserve, mm -hmm. to guard. So it's the same thing. The, 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 the root idea is the same thing. You have to be able to guard or preserve sexual energy. And not having sex is not, <laughs> definitely not uh, uh, a sure way to do it. Mm -hmm. Though it seems it's a sure way for getting, uh, for becoming a neurotic. And for reproducing all kinds of unhappiness in sexual life or towards sexual, uh, towards uh, human, human sex life that we may have experienced on this planet. Okay, and all this comes from this problem, from this experience that um, when man ejaculates, it somehow makes you numble and of course when you are 15 when you are 18 when you are 20 maybe not but uh, I may assure you I work with that on clinic and men of 30 today already start to have problems mm -hmm. okay so you start to have to look uh, to this economy and most do not look Yeah. So maybe it's good for today, the male problem, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yes, it, it, it explains uh, a little bit more. Yeah, what, uh, what's it all about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, to finish, the point is that uh, men should um, have a way to experience the sexual act and not experience the loss of energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you experience the sexual act and not lose energy, this energy is available for transmutation into Shen. Uh -huh. Then the problem is solved. Mm -hmm. You do not have to turn into some kind of neurotic celibate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well. Uh, and with women, it's, uh, it's nothing like, uh, like that, yeah? No, and that's the great point of women, right? Uh, yes, I, I think after this podcast, you you will continue thinking that you have a disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe three or more podcasts for you to change your mind. <laughs> well, come on. Anyhow, whatever we may say, but we still have a patriarchal society as a revenge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those kinds of revenge doesn't give to any of us uh, true ecstasy neither true love so <laughs> not a good point for anyone <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. but okay let's see so the, the point of the women is that um, the sexual act is not a way of spending jing 
And that's the built-in system. I mean, women ha may have as much sex as they want. Mm -hmm. And as the final point of the sexual activity for women, I mean, this is not a good word because for the yin principle, there is not a final point. I mean, th there is not a beginning and, a, and an end for the sexual act. Mm -hmm. This is also um, a, an imposed uh, view of sex of sex from the men, mm -hmm. right? Take take the idea of fire and water in Taoism. The fire is always trying to reach a peak, to reach a point, to be higher than than others. Mm -hmm. The water is always trying to reach low, to be lower, to accumulate, to to store and and it does not have a clear a clear high point uh -huh, uh -huh. It, it doesn't like high points <laughs> the water right mm -hmm. so the ex the experience of the true female sex and this is a very important point most of women in our societies does not live true female or true in sex. Uh -huh. And maybe for the next podcast, you may let this, this question open. Uh -huh. um, so the point is, the true yin it does not expect a peak orgasm. It does not go into sex to reach anything. Mm -hmm. So the experience of the sexual energy for the inside is a continuum. It's, a, it's the continuity of pleasure mm -hmm. that always gets deeper. And deeper mean deeper also in the body experience. Mm -hmm. It's not some fluffy uh, idea it is a body experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this experience uh, cannot happen if you were always uh, losing energy in this kind of male orgasm. Uh -huh. So the, the, the female body so is naturally built to have this kind of experience. An experience of the sexual contact that leads to a kind of pleasure that does not breaks with spirituality. Why? Because it does not spend energy. Mm -hmm. You as a mathematician and, and as a physician may uh, compare the concepts of entropy mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you can say that male sex is is entropy entropic in the sense that the more you do, the more you spend and disperse energy. Mm -hmm. And female would be negentropic. It has the ability to multiply energy back again to the source. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said 
you would finish this podcast. Oh, it is unfair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and anyway, the the female principle is the thing that was suppressed, undervalued, underestimated in our societies. And do you believe that it does not reach your bedroom? Of course it reaches your bedroom. It totally reaches the way you do sex. Mm -hmm. So, so one of the aspects of this is that uh, women may have a tendency to try to uh, experience uh, sexual activity in the male uh, pattern. They had to adapt. Imagine that you are uh, for three, four thousand years treated as an object of someone that doesn't have a minimum way of listening what your body wants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that treats your own sexuality and yourself as something cursed. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> so and, and take and take um, and take some medical uh, information. If you take like uh, Masters and Johnsons, that is the the first, let's say, contemporary treatise on on sexuality from the 1960s in the United States. It, they measured the average time of uh, penetration in sex. It was two minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a female that is driven by water can make with two minutes in terms of pleasure? Nothing. Their only way of having any pleasure is to imitate that beast male that is in front of her. Mm -hmm. I mean, is to transform the way of living sexuality into a male body. And that's the end of the sexual world and knowledge for humanity. Yeah, yeah, sounds terrific. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is terrific. Believe, I, I teach that now for 25 years. <laughs> it is terrific. <laughs> yeah. And and so, so the great advantage of women is that she can, while she's living the yin principle, she can multiply energy while during sex. So she can do a lot of sex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And male, the man when she, he is in, in the male mode of sex, he has to control frequency, mm -hmm. especially control ejaculation frequency. So this is a huge adventure, uh, disadvantage as you may, you may see. Mm -hmm. And that's why you, you go back to the Taoists and if you take those old texts, you see that uh, the Yellow Emperor text of medicine, it's a man teaching a man. If you take all texts, it's men teaching men. But if you take the sexual text, what happens? It's a woman, it's a woman teaching the emperor. Mm 
Mm. Sunu, the mm-hmm. simple woman, right? Sunu Jing is the name of the, the main text. Mm-hmm. So, um, that means that symbolically, the yin principle rules over water that rules over sexual life. It is domain of the feminine. It's the domain of water. And that is the starting point for all deep Taoist teachings on this path. Mm -hmm. Is that uh, men have to come back to their female principles inside to understand the water to change and balance the young sexual behavior with the yin principles. Mm-hmm. And unhappily, women have to do that today too. Also to recover their contact with the female principle in order yes. to... Mm-hmm. Uh, and for them, it may be very quick mm-hmm. as it is natural for their bodies. It's just to, to have an opportunity and it comes back. While for men, it is hard way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, I think that uh, that's uh, enough input for today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We will uh, stop it on the most interesting moment. <laughs> yes. So we should have another podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so thank you again for this opportunity. I hope uh, Russian people are enjoying. I think everybody is enjoying because it is English language podcast, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe sometime we can uh, we can schedule something like a live session for you, for your group. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So, see you later. Bye-bye. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye.